She's April. And she's Molly. And we are Book Besties. It's it was beautiful. It's beautiful. I hope you know that. The mask is not actually a mask, it's her face. Hashtag monster see now. Uh, one of them is completely in love with Wallace. Like, this is her new book boyfriend. Be happy! Like, it doesn't... I know, it feels like it matters when you're a teenager. Side note, I love Doctor Who, so... <laughs> when I was eight, I thought I was going to train dolphins. Thank you very much, Molly. Fuck you. Don't, don't be an asshole. <laughs> Ooh, what an episode, besties! Uh, yeah, so, no episode. I'm, I'm fangirling right now, um, because, because we have Francesca Zappia. The only Francesca Zappia. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. So, so this this is going to be a little bit of a different episode, because we are going to talk to an author for the first time. Um, we're going to talk about her, book? Uh, her new book and a, a, her, a previous book that we covered on the pod that is a personal favorite of mine and just writing in general. And I feel a lot of the things right now. <laughs> <laughs> so those of you that don't know, uh, Francesca Zappia has written several. I, I, how many novels total, Chessie? Uh, f- uh, three published, one coming out this summer. Yeah. Woo, woman, you are busy. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. A little bit. So she, um, we covered her first book, Eliza, in season one. Not her first book, but no, one JK. of her books. <laughs> first book for me. So it's book one, because, you know, it all revolves around Molly, obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have to forgive her. She's just, it's just how she is. I mean, you don't have to, but whatever makes your heart happy, love. Um <laughs> And she did send us arcs of her new creations. Yeah. Casimir. And um, And it comes out June. What exact date, June? June June 28th. June 28th. And it is on pre-sale now. Last week we talked about that. You can pre-order this book. um, And we we have arcs of it. And just like uh, Eliza, there is original artwork that is by our author, Chezzy, in the book. Um, So definitely physical copies of her books. because For sure. Because you're missing out. Because I definitely listened to Eliza on audiobook. And April's like, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? What do you think of this? And I'm like, I don't know. I said, you need to get the book. And like, as I got halfway through, I was like, my kids are going to want to read this. I need to get the book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, um, so we're going to do something fun for you guys. Uh, Francesca herself is going to give us a synopsis of this week's book. Of her newest book. Yeah. So, yes. So, Whenever you're luckily, ready, I have... Okay, luckily I have just done this like twice in the past two days for nice. different videos. So, um, so Cats and Yammer is about a girl named Cat, Cat, who is trapped in her high school with her classmates, and uh, they are transforming in strange and horrifying ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, <laughs> one of them has just been killed, and the rest of them will for sure self destruct unless. Uh, Kat can regain her memories and figure out what put them there in the first place so that she can get them all out. 
Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a little bit of a race against time, a little bit of a murder mystery. Yeah. It's horror. It's weird. It's really weird. It's really weird. Uh, my mom, my mom read it a couple, like a month ago. And she, this morning at breakfast, she told me again, she's like, I don't really think I got that book. And I was like, it's okay, mom. It's not you. It's it, the book. It gave me metamorphosis vibes. Um, yes. So I, I was an English major. So. <laughs> and, the other one, and the other one April mentioned in our text chain, uh, Lord of the Flies, which yeah. Ooh, uh, yeah. I, I got that flies too. Yeah. It definitely yes. has a little bit of Lord of the Flies vibes. It, it does. Yeah. Um, I, I had originally pitched it to my agent as um, the metamorphosis meets uh, American Horror Story. Oh, okay. oh yeah. I can see that. Um, yeah. So, and then with a with a little bit of uh, Five Nights at Freddy's mixed in there because I was watching that. At the, I was watching somebody play that game. Yeah. I've never played it myself. Never. But I've I've watched somebody play that game while I like when I literally came up with the idea <laughs> for the book. Is that where the like, is that where the fluffy guy comes from? The fluffy yes. monster. <laughs> nice. Yes. The, the, the pizzeria yeah. monster. Yes, nice. that is exactly nice. what it was. Nice. Yes. I totally see it now. I, I've never, I've never played it either. I, but as soon as you said that, I was like, I'm going through the monsters in my head, and I'm like, uh-huh. yep, that 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 That's adds up. That checks the out. That is. checks out. Yep. Yeah. I've never played it myself, but we have several of the books in the library. I'm a librarian and um that's one that gets requested a lot and horror isn't really my jam like i've never seen american horror story i steer clear of scary stuff so at the beginning of this book i was kind of like oh, okay this is really a different vibe than yeah i want to ask you because i always want to ask people who who don't read horror or don't watch uh-huh. horror don't generally stay away from it like what did you think of this? Did you feel like it was a, a like a, a horror story? Is that how you felt about it? Were you wary throughout? Like, um, I didn't feel horror. Like initially, yes, because everyone was like changing, and I'm like, what's happening? But I didn't feel horror so much as I felt, um, like like a suspense and mystery. Like to me, oh, it was okay. more was of a getting, mystery novel. I was getting like a uh, murder thriller vibes. Almost like, almost like, like, like uh, Freddy and Jason stuff, like oh. Nightmare on Elm Street. That was the yeah, vibe yes. I was getting. But I Some also slasher, yes, because I like I, I, jump I was, scare stuff. That's where I'm like feeling it. Mm-hmm. So I would go a different way. I feel like it's Agatha Christie plus weird ooh, transforming this, people. Yes, it yeah. is. That is exactly it. It's Agatha mm-hmm. Christie. Yeah, I, like they're in a school instead of a boat or a train. You know, it's. A I am school. so happy to hear you say that. Um, my boyfriend and I just watched Murder on the Orient Express. Yes. And we just got into like Poirot books. Yes. They're so good. Her book, oh her books are so good and so good. I it, love that she's a mystery herself because yes. she disappeared. And yes. Molly and I are big Doctor Who fans, and like, there's an ep- mm-hmm. episode of Doctor Who where they like give a story to why she disappeared. Anyway, sorry. Side note: I love Doctor Who. So. No, oh, we're, we're gonna go on tangents. It happens. <laughs> oh, that is fine um, with me. We go on tangents. Um, but we definitely don't want to give away the ending. No, uh, so no. we're not gonna do that. Um, there is I, zero spoilers here, gang. For this, and for this episode, we are not spoiling the book. Episode. <laughs> Listen here. You guys know we only, we always, we spoil books all the spoil time. Spoil books. I don't care. But this one, I will not, this one, I will not because it's not even this out one, yet. 
You have no chance. We want you to do the work for this one. You guys buy this book, support an author, and then you can read it. (laughs) Also, if you pre-order the book, I will have a pre-order campaign going on. So if you pre-order, save your receipt. And I will have a way that you can submit it and get some cool pre-order goodies. Oh, that's Sweet. awesome. That's awesome. Well, yeah. And so will they find the that? In, and- will that information be on your social media? Where will they find that? Yes. Information? So I will put that on all my social media on my website. Uh, my website is francescazapia.com and all my social media is basically at Chessie Zapia. Yeah. So. And anything that's on Insta or TikTok, we do reshare usually. So yeah. you'll be able to see that in our stories. Yeah, as we'll reshare well, it too. Yeah. And um, follow her, follow Chessie on um, Instagram. I, I'm not on TikTok, <laughs> TikTok, but I follow By the way, I'm... I'm dying on TikTok. I I follow her on Instagram and there's some great artwork on there. I love watching your drawing process. Like I just think it's so cool, especially when you do monstrous C I'm like there for it. So fantastic. Yeah. Same. Uh, And you had a video about Pokemon that just blew my mind the other day about. Oh yeah. (laughs) So was it it the one about the shrinking? Yeah. I was like, what in the world? I lost my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I was like it's been 20 years of my life gang i don't know what to do right now uh that's so funny so let's get into the questions about cats and yammer shall we yes yes um beth you can do it go ahead april you can start off (laughs) i'm gonna do the first question because molly is out of it everybody all right um (laughs) so the formatting of cats and yammer is intriguing uh you keep them uh short and you bounce between storylines what was your inspiration for doing this so i really love this i loved all all the questions but i love this question especially because to me um you know people say like brevity is the soul of wit Uh right i think i think that brevity is also the soul of horror um, oh, keeping you in suspense. I get yeah. it. Keeping keeping you in suspense and just like there is there's a lot to be said for building atmosphere mm-hmm. and sinking you into the characters and all of that. But I think you can do that in a way that doesn't let the reader sink too deep into the quagmire. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I love Stephen King. Mm-hmm. There yes. are times when I'm like, we can pick up the pace here, my guy. We can go a little bit faster. We can mm-hmm. let's clip along. You're killing me. me. You're killing me, right? Like you're, come on, man! I um, yelled at, I yelled at you in here. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna, I wanna hear why so bad. Um, so in this, the formatting is the way it is because, especially in the beginning, I wanted you to get little flashes, almost like somebody waking up and just uh-huh. having pieces of a dream. Okay, um, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that makes a and lot then, of sense. As the book goes on, the chapters get a little bit longer, mm-hmm. and, and then near the end they get shorter again and deeper. Yes, yeah. exactly. And, and you deeper. Get... Whew, deep. Yes. Um, um, so I so the response of that I'm ADHD. Our okay. our gang knows that. So um, I struggle with focus as is. Uh huh. So as soon as you would switch chapters, I'd be like, "Wait, hold up!" And being that I'm ADHD, I've forgotten uh-huh. about what I just read. So, oh, I no. back. so I was on the struggle bus jumping back and forth, which eventually it all clicked about halfway through the book. And I was like, oh, I get it now. I yeah. get it now. So, so I could tell the difference. Like if I was forgetting if something was happening in present, we'll call present like the school right. time. But can I just like, uh, there's the, a little black on not present and present. 
right? So the, yeah. there's a difference in, I won't show yes. the pages. Can I just show like the, the corner? Oh yeah, okay? you can show like the corner. Yeah, yeah, you can so, show. Yeah. Like when it's present, air quote, present day, the corners are blacked out. Uh-huh. And then when we're in the past, the page has no color. Well, what I noticed also is when we're in the past, there's no quotation marks. Is that yes! going to be? Okay. Is that, yes. is that, that wasn't just the arc. That's going to be like that. No, that is, that is okay. how I wrote it intentionally. It okay. was, it was, and, and that was, that was one of those weird things that like, as I started writing it, I was like, no, these chapters don't have quotation marks because they are memories. They're stream and of so, consciousness. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, she doesn't have like a, it's not in the moment, it's her remembering it. Mm-hmm. And so there is no concrete, like. And it also marks. feels like the memories are kind of spliced. Like she's not remember yes. them fully. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, I definitely felt like, oh, I can't even think of what the short story is called. There's a short story and it's something about wallpaper or yellow something or other. But there's a oh, short story. Yes, 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 yes. That it's a does horror the, story. Yeah. And it does go, the madly going con- insane. Mm-hmm. And it's stream Ooh. of consciousness as well. And add it to the notes. The format is very similar. Um, and I, I had to read the, again English major. So I read it for yeah. Yeah. actually I actually had to read that for when my degree for writing. Yeah. It's a whole mm-hmm. cup like it's part it's a whole like semester on like horror and breakdown yeah. of like that kind of thing. And it's a, it it also talks about perspective, you know, because it jumps from point of views kind of like it goes from first person to second person and she's talking about herself in the I think it's a poem. But I don't it, remember now. But anyways, but, but it's a it, but it's a wallpapery sh- thing. Yeah. I should say you loved that question. That was actually Molly's question. I don't know why I started with a Molly question, but that was Molly's question. <laughs> because Molly couldn't get her shit together. Is due. <laughs> it's not unusual for Molly not friends to have her shit together. Friends help out friends. It's true. Exactly. It's true. Um, it's true. So our next question. In both yes. Eliza and Cats and Yammer, the main character is an artist who has difficulty sharing their art. Is this something you relate to as a teenager? Has that changed now that you're a published artist yourself? So um, when I was in high school, I would definitely show my friends, my close friends, like my artwork. Mm-hmm. Not all of it all the time, because mm-hmm. there was some artwork that I was like, this is just for me. I don't want to have to explain this to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, generally I, I didn't normally want to show it to people at large because again, it was that feeling of like having to explain yourself or people just making weird comments about it, mm-hmm. um, which both Eliza and Kat deal with. Yes. Um, now I think it's, it's less that I'm like a, a quote unquote professional artist and more that I just am not as self-conscious about it anymore. And mm-hmm. people can think what they want to think. I don't really care. I'm so it's more of a confidence thing. It's more of a confidence thing. Yes. For sure. Um, I think, I mean, I, there's a difference between being a teenager and adult too, right? So like as oh, we yeah. get older, we don't, we aren't necessarily self-conscious about the things that make us unique. But like I work, I'm a librarian for teenagers. So that they're yeah. very self-conscious about the things that make themselves unique. Yes. Um, and I think that that just comes with maturity. I mean, you get mm-hmm. along by being invisible in middle school and high school if you're different. Well, yeah, you would think it. so, but this current generation wears PJs and sweats to school. I would have been. Beat up. I do <laughs> not get it. I do not get it. It's it's it's. I I haven't gotten to interact with teenagers recently as much as I'd like because we haven't been able to go out anywhere. Right. Um, Don't worry, you're not missing is, anything. I'm raising. 
<laughs> um, there is definitely like a bit of a different, it's like, if you have the confidence to pull off different and geared, mm-hmm. it's, it's very cool. And I think it's always been cool. It's one of those things where if you are confident enough to be yourself, yeah, people relate to that. But the problem is it can be very hard to do that and to hold it up as long as you have to yeah. for people to accept you as, as being that way. I right? know I um, caved. Yeah. So, I mean, I caved, I, mean, like, I, I normal by like sophomore year because I just didn't want to stick out anymore. I was tired of getting picked on. <laughs> I, I was always, I mean, same. I was always in that weird place between like, I couldn't be completely like, Yourself. everybody else and yeah. i couldn't be completely myself like yeah i couldn't wear the weird clothes that i that wanted to wear love. but i also yes. that i love but i also didn't wear pink for like 10 years because if i put it on everybody was like you're wearing pink you've never worn pink before what's going on this is like, just that, leave me that, alone that, that, yeah. that, that feels very mm-hmm. similar yep I mean, yes. we <laughs> talked about what was it last episode the episode before last i wore a fedora like uh-huh. for all of freshman year of high school Oh Molly, because uh-huh. I was, it, I thought it was cool. This was also why not? not? This was 1999 too. So you know, it wasn't that's... even like part of the trend then. <laughs> but that's the thing; it's like just wear, just wear what be you happy, like. right? Be happy, like it doesn't. I, I, I mean, mean, it feels like it matters when you're a teenager. It feels like it matters so much, and that, it's like so we're uh, uh, working on transitioning my girls out of homeschooling to public school next year i didn't know that it, it's a whole that that other thing that's going on april we'll talk later about it yeah. it's fun um, but i piper is going into eighth grade and the last time she was in school she was in fifth grade with physical mm-hmm. other kids so mm-hmm. i'm like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know i'm gonna be straight with you kid middle school girls are assholes they're gonna yeah. be mean yeah. they they're are. gonna be nasty you, she, mm-hmm. Piper is one of the most confident kids I know. She mm-hmm. is who she is and she does not care. And I really, my biggest fear is that middle school is going to take that out of her. So I yeah. just keep reminding her it's them, not her. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just hope for the best. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, middle, like, middle schoolers are awful. One of mine decided that I looked like Mike Wazowski, like from dick. Monsters, Inc. What a dick. And convince my awful. and convince my entire class that I looked like Mike Wazowski. I'm like, cool. They're That's, just they're they just awful. They, they are. They have not fully formed that morality. Yeah. Like the like the just oh, yeah. don't 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 be an asshole. Right. Like, but that's but funny. I continue to work with them, so they obviously don't piss me off too much. <laughs> I keep coming back. And it's like I've noticed sometimes when I'm 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 not like great with kids below a certain age or at least Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm not i'm probably fine um but i have noticed that like when it seems like they're making fun of me or when i'm you know if it seems like i'm the butt of a joke i just lean into it and then they tend to be like oh wait you're cool (laughs) and it's like yeah you fool if you if you don't show it bothers you yeah they're gonna let it go they're gonna, they just it took don't, yeah. 20 years to figure that shit out. <laughs> I took the opposite approach. I made her feel real oh. bad. Yes! Ooh, that'll do it, too. Your trip is always that'll a job. Yeah. She, uh, she actually apologized. 
She's like, why didn't, she's like, I didn't think it would hurt your feelings. I was like, that's because you don't think adults have feelings. And she was like, oh. You know what? Sometimes that is the Her right time to take with them because it's like, look, you got to tell them that the things that they do have consequences. consequences. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like other, they have to think of other people when they speak and when they mm-hmm. act. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. We go into the next question, April. Yeah. Yeah. You um, want me to, uh, yeah go ahead. Yeah. When we notice that there is a link between how Kat and Eliza relates to their parents when it comes to their art, do you think this is something that is relatable to your readers and other creatives? Yes, for sure. Um, I know, like, with both of them, and I think Eliza a little more than Kat, it was like, I don't think my parents will understand what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And that's very Um, obvious in the book, how different Kat is from her parents. Mm-hmm. Eliza. Yeah, like Eliza. Eliza. Eliza is very different. I think Cat. Cat and her I'll parents are. That's okay. It's okay. I knew what you meant. Um, Cat is is more like her parents are just generally supportive, right? And it's like a she she's going through that that phase of life where like you're you're trying to figure out who you are and what you like and what mm-hmm. makes you feel mm-hmm. things, and so there's um. A line, and I think, um, I think you messaged me about this on Instagram. It was the one oh where yeah she says, when we were um, talking. Yeah, her her cat's dad asks her like, "Why don't you draw some flowers or something to put on the fridge?" And she says, "There are no flowers where, where I, live. I live." Yes, that line hit me so hard. And oh, I, I, I remember when I wrote that line, and I was like, "Man, that was how I felt in like middle school." Yes. Um, and it's not, it's not necessarily supposed to be like a depressing line. It's But just, it is. Like it is. It's it, like, it's like it's in honest. my brain, I'm not bright sunshine and flowers mm-hmm. in my brain. I am, there are weird things going on in there. Everything's Word. a little bit twisted and dark and like, dark and I twisty. live there. Yeah, Chessie, it's, it's fine. It's, Chessie, yeah. for a self-proclaimed person that doesn't know kids, you have the kid <laughs> voice down. Yeah. Lady. Oh, okay. I hope you know Great. that. Between... Yeah. I mean, these, I've only read two of your books, but you have teenage girl angst to mm. a freaking science love. To oh, a that's science. amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's just, that is just me channeling my middle school self. <laughs> she is, what you she need is to glad do, to be out. I'm sure. I know. I'm sure. Uh, April, you want to hit yeah. us with the next question? Uh, Thanks. Sure. Um, what additional artwork will readers see that isn't in the arc? It says it's not the complete. Okay. Um, yes. So right now the arc only has, um, it has some spot art in it. It, it mm-hmm. mostly has just pictures of cat in different places. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys will be able to see this. The listeners won't, but if you, there is a, um, this, the title page where she's standing in the yes. hallway and like the light is behind mm-hmm. her right in the front. There will be more stuff like that. Um, there will be a few comic panels, like there were in Eliza. Okay. Um, of just things that you've already read happening in the book, um, but just drawn out. There'll be a few... Um, I'm trying to remember. They had me redraw... I had a bunch of art done when I mm-hmm. first turned the book into my publisher. Uh-huh. And then they were like... Most of it was like drawings of the other characters. Like I had some of like Jeffrey, um, who is Kat's best friend. Yes. Um, uh, who is my favorite character in this book? I 
love Jeffrey. He's my favorite my character. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, so there was some of that, but they were like, we think it would be stronger if you didn't show the characters, the other characters. So kind of leaving them were... a mystery. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so most of the art that's going to be in there is it's full, full page art, um, comic stuff of things that happens. Um, you'll get to see some of the locations. Um, Very similar to Eliza. Do we get to see any of the yes. monsters? Um, no. You will see the back of Jeffrey's head. Okay. You will see, uh, which is a box. A box. It's <laughs> a box. There's one specifically I haven't, I, I want to see, but I don't want to spoil the book. So I'll ask Can you. So later. don't say it. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, there's one. I do have. There's one scene that I. Like when I was reading, I was like, God, I hope there's artwork for this because it is beautiful and it's so suspenseful. And I just, I need something to go along with it to finish the picture for me. Don't indulge her. Don't indulge her. Because you'll ruin it for the world. Um, And we had one more question on Cats and Yammer before we dived in. Um, You want me to take it? You want to, April? I'll do it. What was your inspiration for Cats and Yammer? And did the artwork or the story come first? Um, I think we talked about this a little bit. So the inspiration was kind of like, I mean, in the exact moment I was, I was sitting in my parents' living room, watching a YouTube video of a booktuber talking about a book. And all they said, they were like reading the synopsis of the book. And all they said was the, like the teenagers are changing. And immediately I was like. I was like, what if they were actually changing and they became monsters? Um, <laughs> I love that. And then they were trapped in their high school. And then a second YouTube video I watched had, it was a music video and it had like album art as the picture. Uh-huh. And it was um, these characters with like big box heads, the way I draw Jeffrey. So nice. I was like, okay, well that's Jeffrey. <laughs> and as soon, when I first had the idea for like kids changing, I was like, okay, they're going to be trapped in their school. Mm-hmm. And I had the picture of Kat's face, the cat mask, mm-hmm. right away. Um, and so for, like, what came first, the art of the story, because it all starts in my head, it kind of came both at once. It was like, oh yeah, they're changing, and the mask showed up. And it was like, that's what she's changing into, is this creature with no eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, the mask is not actually a mask, it's her face. It's her face. Um yeah, that and it was like, oh, that's creepy. Mm-hmm. What does this mean? What is this story about? And then as I started plotting it out and kind of, it was almost like how it happened with the cat was kind of like revealing it as I went uh-huh. along. So the, the I, art and so, the story kind of came together. So I don't want to jump into writing too hard, but so what I'm getting from this is you're a pantser, not an outliner. As a writer. Um, it's... It's kind of half and half. Okay. I will like, because I will pants like the first part of it, that initial surge of like mm-hmm. inspiration and motivation. And then when I get to a certain point, it's like, okay, I need to know where this is going and I need yeah. to know how I'm going to get there because the outlining, the, the initial burst gets me through like the first act. Right. The outlining gets me through the middle. And then uh-huh. the inspiration gets me back through the end. There you go. 
That's a really no. solid way to do it. So for our listeners that don't know what Jesse and I are talking about, <laughs> there's two schools of thought when it comes to writing. Um, there are those like myself who just kind of brain dump onto the page and become, and that's how they create books. And then there are people that fully sit down and write a full outline before they even put words to pages. So, um, I don't understand how someone could fully outline before they have any words. I have no idea either. I don't either. I don't. I've tried it before and it just, it doesn't work for me. It just kind of makes your brain. Well, it it takes the fun out of it. I feel like Mm -hmm. a little bit. It takes, there's a bit of discovery that I have to do while I'm writing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, I mean, this is why it takes like years for me to write a book. Like the actual, when people, sorry, I'm going like five different directions. You're fine. You're good. When people ask me, how long did it take you to write this book? It's like, well, the actual act of putting the words down, because that maybe only took me like a month. Mm-hmm. But if you ask me, how long has this book been in your head from conception to it's done and published? Oh, mm-hmm. God, a lifetime. Years. Years. Yeah. This I wrote Cats and Yammer in November of 2013. Damn, woman. <laughs> it was it was NaNoWriMo. Um, oh, yep. And I, I had just... Gives, November gives me anxiety uh, now just because of NaNoWriMo. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. now I, you have a new buddy? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I did that for NaNoWriMo because my um, my first contract, I had to write a second book, which ended up being Eliza and her monsters. Um, which, I mean, it's not a terrible second book, babe. Not a terrible second book. That, that was the perfect second book. I'm, I'm super happy with it. Um, at the time, I was trying to write one that would fit, uh-huh. and I wrote Cats and Yammer, and they were like, that's a little too weird. Like, <laughs> write something more normal first. And I was like, okay. So, so well, um, I, I have to say, I'm sorry to circle back to Cat uh, and her face being the cat mask. Yeah. Yes. The, visually, even without the illustrations that you do, which are great, um, even without that, the image in my head of her slinking around mm, in yes. all black with the cat mask on and like literally she's slinking around the school like a cat like that visually is just it's so there for me like well it it gives you that feeling of um you know how in horror films they make it look like the the bodies the way the bodies move yeah like that that their bones like are twisting and contorting and they can put you know what i mean like contortionists yeah it it, it just Mm -hmm. it gave me those vibes exactly yes 100 percent have um and i have either sorry go go ahead Oh, I was just going to say, have either of you seen The Nightmare Before Christmas? Yes. yes. You know, at the end when Jack is in Oogie, Biggie, Oogie Boogie's lair and he's yeah. trying to slip through the cards yes. and have the knives and he looks, he just becomes like a spider. Yeah. He's just kind of going up and down. I, so many times when I was a kid, I was like, oh, Jack Skellington is a spider. He's not a skeleton. He's a spider. Oh. It was because the movements of him. Yeah, and so like uh, every every time, like when I was writing this and everything, I was like, "Cat is not a girl; she is a cat. She's a cat in this world, right? She moves like a cat. She is just right. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going for. I love. And I have to say, I have to say, uh, I I'm not giving anything away, but the book has a great payoff. Oh, it so does. Great payoff. So So, does it um, was. It, I will say this now, and I haven't even finished my 2020 reading list. It is my favorite surprise ending I have read for 2022. 
It was good. Really? It will be. It'll be my it favorite. Good. It will be. And I read. I am a very eclectic reader. I read all the things. She is not and, me. And, she and <laughs> I am telling you that will be my favorite ending. I. It, it's it's a good payoff. It is I, excellent when, payoff. When we're done here, I need. I I would love to hear what you thought about the ending. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For sure. Spoilers. We'll we'll, we'll we'll have Sorry, a conversation after we stop recording. recording. So next, <laughs> yes. so yes. next, we're gonna dive into Eliza. Eliza. It's a re. We're gonna do a revisit. Which her and I joked about this about having you on to have a revisit mm-hmm. way before we even actually talked to you. Yeah. So. And I was like, never in this circle for us. I was like, she's never in a million years going to come on our pod. Who are we? Who are Uh, we? (laughs) We are somewhat, obviously. (laughs) But I I have to say, um, so personally, I discovered Eliza and her monsters. Molly and I do a reading challenge that's separate from our pod. It's like a still not public. Gang, stop asking. It's not. It's not public. (laughs) It's, It's something we've been doing with friends for like nine years at this point, like it's been a long time going. And one of the checklists we had to do was a book from an independent bookstore. So it was 2020 really hard to get into independent bookstores because they were all closed. So I finally made that list before that happened. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I found one that had an online shop and as a librarian, I'm constantly looking for books, read alike books. So books that you like, if you like this, you like this. Mm -hmm. And this Eliza showed up on a list of like, if you like quirky, romantic kind of things. Um, And they had it at the independent bookstore. So I went ahead and ordered it and um, loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. And then one of my coworkers was asking me, you know, what what are you reading? And I was like, oh, I just finished this really great book, Eliza and Her Monsters. Turned out we had it in our library collection. So she checked it out. Um, We have it in my collection at the library. I'm a middle school librarian now. So I didn't actually purchase it for the library. My predecessor did. Um, But I've personally uh, recommended it to three students who have all come back to tell me how much they love the book. And uh, one of them is completely in love with Wallace. Like, this is her new book boyfriend. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I recommended it um, every Wednesday. I do recommendations on our morning show. So that's been recommended to the whole school now. And, like, honestly, I, I mean, having you here is just crazy to Full me. Like, I'm like, it is, is so how is this happening? <laughs> My girls both read this in under a day. It's nice. nice. And there was a, like, after I had finished it for Pod, there was a uh, argument about who got to go first. But because... <laughs> But because of the artwork, Livia's pitch was, my youngest's pitch is, well, I'm an artist, and the book is more about art than it is about what Piper likes, so I should get it first. And I couldn't say no, because she that's, wasn't wrong. It's a fair, it's a fair <laughs> argument. Fair. I'm, I'm also the youngest, so I'm like, fair. <laughs> sounds fair to me. So um, let's dive into some questions about it, shall we? Do you want me to go first? Or yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Molly. Um, there are portions of the book where we see some of the monster sea artwork and then the story is right and the story in writing. Is this supposed to be Wallace's writing? This is also an April question. This is my question. Cause I really <laughs> want to know the answer. Um, yes. So the, the, the monster sea, like, Oh yeah, they are, they are kind of, uh, they're the, every written monster sea chapter has some artwork with it. Right. Um, but yes, that is Wallace's but, writing. But there's of some the of story. the chapters have writing like, in like the text, right? Like on page two forty eight. Yes, right? yes, that is those Thank are you. those are Wallace's words. So and then anything 
So well, I was just going to say anything that's like an actual comic panel uh-huh. or is just a picture by itself or even even the pictures that are with uh, Wallace's writing. Mm-hmm. That's all Eliza's. So I have a... So that's what I thought too. And I just feel like... Vindicated? Really vindicated right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I need you then... I'm going to jump to the last question because mm-hmm. I need you to settle... Uh, we've been having this argument back and forth about what's going on in the book. And I think yes. I'm about to be wrong. Um, <laughs> so I have a theory about the artwork. Okay. So my theory is... So some of the artwork has more detail than others, correct? Yes. So my theory is it's different points of Eliza's work in progress as she's creating. True or false? Uh, I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> because some of it, some of it is like finished artwork that she would have actually put up on her page, and yes. some of it's just sketches, like what yes. she would have found in her sketchbook. That's what I and okay, yeah. All right, so. <laughs> So these, these were two, these were two big things that came up in our episode. So it's so nice to have like the confirmation. Of what we thought. Yes, yes. Um, and actually, I will tell you a fun fact that I I tell this to like everybody who asks because it's like a triumph story for me. Uh-huh. Let me see if I can find the picture. Um, there is a picture in Eliza and Her Monsters. Okay. Of the um like the big mech, um that's like. It's, it has, like, the jackal head, and oh, it's a yes. sketch, and it's... What yeah, I just that had on? that Goodness. page open. Oh, it's, uh, we're all looking for it now. Um, why can I not... I don't know. My I, sh- brain is I should know where this is. It's probably closer to the front than I think. I don't know. Your book are like your children. There's um, so many of them. You can't keep track all the time. But I, feel um, like I just saw it. Oh, is it this page fifty nine? Oh, here it is. is it yeah, fifty nine. Fifty nine. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um. So this one, this big mech, I drew this picture in sixth grade. What? What? I drew this I in sixth so grade. Much. And this this picture almost got destroyed because I showed it. Like my best friend saw it on the bus, and he was looking at it. And one of the other boys on the bus saw it Fucking and like dickheads. took it. And he Dicks. was like, he was like, a girl can't draw this. You didn't do this. And uh, he almost tore it. You punched him in his face. Tore it up. Um, I got my picture back and then I hid it and never showed anybody on the bus any of my pictures ever. Again. I'm so sorry. That makes me I, mad. It's amazing. But now, but now, the big sister in me is like, I'm going to talk to that boy. Give me his <laughs> name. <laughs> but now it's like, what? it's in a book now. I got paid money for that picture. Yeah. So. Ah, did you send him a copy? <laughs> no, I have no idea where he is now. I don't even care. Like, <laughs> and right on the page, how about these apples, you dickhead? <laughs> like, like <laughs> So, so that picture, so like, actually that kind of brings us to our next one. Like what inspired Eliza and her monsters? Um, Because I know you've kind of been working on Monster C for a a while. You want to tell us about that? Yes. So um, I've been working on Monster C in some form or another since I was like eight years old. Man, Um, that is amazing. (laughs) So it's, I mean, and, and it was not good when I was little, like, and it was, no, nothing we write when our kids is great. good. But it was like all the pieces were there and it just morphed and morphed and morphed over time to become what it is now and like what you see in Eliza and her monsters. Um, Talk about a story sticking with you. Oh yeah. man, it's it's never going away. I mean, I told I told my agent um, maybe a couple of years ago, I was like, not a day goes by that I don't think about Monster C in some form. 
Um, it's like a curse and a blessing at the same time. It is. It's, it's, it is a, it's just consuming you. Yeah. Um, in ink and you're like, can I fix it? Can I, like, the, what I put in here, I had to be so careful to be like, okay, everything I put in here has to be things that will actually be in the story. And that if I have to change, I can like write around. Yeah. Because... Like, what you get in Eliza and her monsters is, like, the very tip of the iceberg. Uh-huh. Oh, I was like, I can't, I can't put too much in here because... It, gonna... it, it can't be any thicker without kids quitting. <laughs> too. It was, it was, is, I can't, I can't explain too much of Monster C because it's going to get confusing and it's not going to flow with Eliza's story. It yeah. had to dovetail, so... Oh, I'm obsessed but with But does that mean, though. does that mean that we'll ever get a Monster C? Like, will we get a published version? Because, like, I... Molly and I both want that. <laughs> So do a lot of people, including me. Um, Are you telling me you need help? <laughs> so I, um, so to go back to the first question, um, Eliza came about because, like I said, I needed a second book for my to fill my contract, right. and my agent. I was having some trouble coming up with something that would fit well, mm-hmm. and my agent was like, "Why don't you write a story about a girl who draws a web comic, and that web comic is Monstrous Sea." And that was all she gave me. And like the story kind of immediately That's erupted awesome. from there. Uh-huh. Um, and it was like, it was like, I love Monstrousy. And her feelings, Eliza's feelings about it are my feelings. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so it was very, Eliza and her monsters is in a weird way, very autobiographical. Well, that was a question um, so great. <laughs> yeah. So um, it, Monstrous Sea is like I would I would love I would love to publish it so much. It's a series. I've got the first book written. I've got a huge chunk of the second book written. Like, and obviously it would have to go through edits. It would have to go through everything. But like, it is a thing that exists. People could have it. Um, we just need a publisher thing- that sees your vision. Just, just a publisher We're that's saying, like, hashtag now. Hashtag Monster C now. <laughs> Monster C now. Monster um, C now. That's our hashtag. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, there's such a fandom behind Eliza. Like, there's literally fan art on the interwebs about how do you Eliza. Know? I, like, can I ask, how do you feel about the fan art? Um, Being that you're an artist yourself and you have a vision of these, like, how yes. do you feel about it? What... So I had gotten fan art before for my first book, Made You Up, and I loved that. And I loved the fan art that I got, like, of Eliza and Wallace. Mm-hmm. The first time somebody drew me Monstrous Sea fan art, I almost started crying. I was yeah. like, oh. They get you. Is, they're like, I'm like, you, you get, you know what it is. Somebody asked me a question about Monstrous Sea on Tumblr, like mm-hmm. a, a world building question. Uh-huh. Like, what, what do these people do in this world? And I was like, this is the, this is the writing question I've always wanted to answer. Like, that's um, wonderful. See, yeah, so, so I love it. And that, that being understood as a writer is like, it's a, it's huge. It's huge. It's yeah. massive. And it's like, I know I, I have a feeling in my gut. It's like, if, if Monstrous Sea were a thing, if a publisher bought it, it's like, man, I I just know that there would be people who want to read it. Not just because I've had a lot of people tell me, but it's mm-hmm. it's just one of those things. It's one of those things when you're writing and you're like, I have such big emotions over this and I'm putting so much emotion into it. Somebody out there is going to 
relate to that. Somebody out there is going to feel how much I put into it. I've noticed, this is just me personally, I noticed if I'm putting tears on the keyboard as I'm writing, whoever is reading that is going to feel that as I come along. Yeah. If I'm not feeling it, they're not going to feel it. If it hurts Um, to write it, it's going to hurt them to read it. Yes. There were parts in, uh, there were parts in Cats and Yammer that I was, the, the, um, the, the third act of Cats and Yammer was like a mixed, I was sitting at my computer, I was in college at the time in my dorm room, mm-hmm. and I was sitting at my computer like, I'm a terrible person, I'm doing, this, this is an awful thing that's happening to these characters. Yes! It was like a, it was like a, like a big, deep, dark hole, what? and then I got to the end and I was just crying because I was so happy, but also sad, but also... Writing is like, a conversation between you and your invisible friends, and yes. when you make a decision like you made in Cats and Hammer and put it on the page, mm-hmm. it changes the trajectory of those characters. You mm-hmm. are literally choosing life and death for your characters. And that hurts because those characters, yes. no matter if they're in your first book or your 20th book, there is a piece of each character of you in each character. Period. Yes. And, and it's, it's... Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. And there's a thing, you know... Uh, I, th- I think a lot of authors like to say, like, oh, my my characters are my children, or my characters are, they're, like, real people to me, and then some other people make fun of that, and they're like, oh, they're real people to you. And it's like, it's not that I think that they're real people. It's that I have spent time with them, and they're your as friends. a writer, like, you have an empathy for them that's like, I don't want this to happen to you. I don't want this to happen but to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> listen, if we can stick with Grey's Anatomy for 17 seasons and talk about Meredith Grey like she's a real person, then you can love your characters like they're real. <laughs> Y'all, you two got me watching Grey's Anatomy. Yes! <laughs> and I was like, I'm never going to like this show. And then like, a Are you week later, I was, I was three seasons deep. I think I'm like... I think I started the third season. I think I'm halfway through the third season or something so like that. So you're still and, in you're still in the magic era where oh, it's like the, the original. Yeah, this is what I've heard. Yes. Yeah, but everything starts getting dark and twisty, and then everyone leaves and everyone dies. It's the whole thing. But it's, I, I'm worried. I'm worried because George is my boy. <sighs> Say nothing. I don't want to know. I don't want to see your faces. I don't want to hear any noises. Don't say. Anything. George is my boy too. Just so you know, I love him. George here. Um, so is I, the, I had one more Eliza question. I yes, know I didn't write it down. Um, before we move on, um, is there any secondary characters that are like your favorite? Is there anyone you're like, I love this person so much. I'm so glad I put them on page. Um. Yes. I, I love her brothers. Yes. I love her brothers so much. Like mm-hmm. if if I ever wrote a sequel to Eliza, which I don't think I would, um, it would probably be about Sully and Church. That would be a great They're novelette. Awesome. Just yeah. a small like, little... like even yeah, even like a novella or something. Novella, like yeah. just just about those two. Um I, I love did... when they come to her side. Okay. Yeah. I, I I've Never seen someone write about a dog the way you did in here. Yes, I was going to say was, Davey is my favorite secondary Davey, character. Davey is my favorite. And I yes, Davey is my one of my. It, it's just we treat our animals like they're our family in real yes. life, 
And we never talk about that in books. We don't even, like, when animals are mentioned in books, they're either attacking or they're, like, violent. Or they're like, hey, it's my pet. Moving on. And It's Davey, a dog. Right. But you made her Davy a character. You've yeah. made them something we all care about. You've made mm-hmm. it, like, we even see nods in Eliza's work to Davy. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yes. It yes. is. It's fantastic. And that's, that's a funny thing because, like, it, it's funny because a lot of people ask me, like, did how did you make Monstrous Sea after you made Eliza? And it's like, no, no, Eliza went around Monstrous Sea. Right. And so Davy was already a sea monster uh-huh. that is like Dallas's pet sea monster. And I love Davy and he's just gigantic and yes. destroys everything. And I was like, Davy is going to be in Eliza's life. He's going to be a big old white dog. Love it. He's going to be a it goofy, galumpin. Love it. Yes. And it's like, I love, I love my pets. I love my dog. I love my cat. Like they are. Your cat judges people. <laughs> Carl judges people hard. My sister pointed out earlier that we're in a, a we think we're in a cult. Oh, Carl, and he is the cult leader. Oh. And she gave some really convincing. I've seen very the TikTok. Cat evidence. I've seen the TikTok. I've seen the TikToks about your cat. I, I, yeah. I, I think I can confirm this. Yes. <laughs> While I fear him, I also want his approval. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and he is a, a dumbass. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. I'm not a cat person, but the idea of a big fluffy dog, that's that's my jam right there. I, I, I love a big, big fluffy, fluffy dog. I have a St. Bernard, that. so <gasps> I literally oh, have a big fluffy dog. I just want to hug it. <laughs> she's the best. Her name is Bailey, and she thinks she's a oh, lap dog, but she's several laps. Um, but she's she's great um and i grew up with big dogs so like the yes, idea same. of davy being this big dog like to me i was there for it because i think so this is something i wanted to talk about anyway um i i believe mental health is health and yes. i push this a lot with my students and um <clears throat> with myself personally and davy is like a therapy dog without actually being a therapy dog and i love that about him but um this when I read Eliza for the first time, chapter 10 starts with, there is a small monster in my brain that controls my doubt. Yeah. And I read that line and I literally stopped reading and went, this book sees me and I'm 40 now. So I read this book when I was 38 and I'm reading about a teenager, but I just felt like this is, this is me. I have an anxiety disorder. We've talked about it on the pod many times. I have an anxiety disorder. Sometimes it's my superpower, but it is the monster in my brain that controls my doubt. And for me, that line, I was sold. I'm going to, yeah. I was going to read every inch of this book and more than once. And um, like oh, for me, that a, was very special. It's a valuable reread book for sure. Oh yeah. It's yeah. special. There's just something there. That's just really like, well, I mean, it's, it's special. There are no. books that take Thank the you com- for your book. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> there are books that take the conversation about mental health and make it a primary mm-hmm. focus and force it as mm-hmm. a conversation. And it's not a smooth transition mm-hmm. into the book. You make this a part of the book and a part of her life without us going, oh, this is a book about yeah. her mental health and her, mm-hmm. in, you know what I mean? It is, it is, I lost my thought. God. Well, and it's not, (laughs) and it's not just Eliza. I mean, uh, Wallace Wallace. also has struggles with mental health issues as well. And I think, like, when do we ever see men, young men, in stories struggle with mental Mm -hmm. health? You know, when do we see that? That that was a big thing for me. It was like I need, I need both of them 
to have uh-huh. these these struggles. Um, I know that line from Eliza is like, I think that's the one that's the most quoted. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And that was definitely one when I was writing it. That was one of those things that like you kind of black out and it just comes out. And it's like, yeah. oh, I was just fully writing about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's a moment for sure. It is definitely a moment. A moment. Um, and like the, the importance of making it such a part of their life, because even when I was writing that book, I didn't realize how big a part of my life, my anxiety was. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it was actually, uh, that I wrote that book in 2015, it came out in 2017. And then six months later, I had a, a pretty serious bout of depression, like mm-hmm. my first ever really bad depression caused by general anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm much better now. Everything got cleared up. It's all good. But um, it was definitely like while I was going through that, I realized like, oh, I actually got it right in the book and mm-hmm. somehow managed to describe all of this as it happens. And I'm really glad that it... it it even rang true for me. It was like, I had to go back and rethink about my own work and like take my own words to heart. Your subconscious was talking to you. My subconscious was saying like, there's a problem. You need to take care of it soon. Mm -hmm. Um, And luckily I did, but like, it's, it's, it's such a big thing. And it was beautiful. It's beautiful. I hope you know that. And it's going to help a lot of kids. I, it it truly is. Yeah, for sure. I, I hope so. That's, sure. that's what I hope for that. Um, so I want to mention one more thing about Eliza, then we can jump into the writing questions, yes. if that's okay. Yeah. The scene in the comic book store, I instantly thought of Big Bang. I don't know if you're a fan of the show. In the bookstore. In the bookstore. Book bookstore. Book my bad. In the bookstore. Making, see, I'm mixing it Halloween. up. Bookstore versus Halloween. The, oh, specifically the Halloween. Yeah. The Halloween one. Halloween. Um, I did. I did used to watch Big Bang Theory like when it was first on mm-hmm. and then in the later seasons I would only watch for Sheldon and Amy. Right. Oh, 100%. Um, that's why everybody watched We ship Shamey here. We ship Shamey. Um and but yeah, it was definitely it was definitely like a like a Oh uh, man, I wish I wish I had had that kind of place like just a yeah. store to hang out in. It, it it just makes it it was a moment of for Eliza to finally feel accepted. Yes, right? it's like it's like oh, these are my people. Like right. I didn't she know had her people online. This was thing. It wasn't like we know we like we have internet friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nurse yeah. Katie, for example, I don't know Nurse Katie. I've never met Nurse Katie in person ever. But and I've known internet- Nurse Katie since I was in eighth grade. <laughs> right, but she is my friend. But physically seeing her, how when I finally get to meet her it'll put it into like reality in my dome like yes. oh there's people who know me right like yeah like it, this is real yeah. this is like real life man yeah yeah mm. uh we're running long are you good for us to keep going to oh, ask I'm, you some writing questions okay awesome. yeah for sure um I, I mean, molly's, molly's gonna kill me if i don't let her ask you writing questions <laughs> I'm just saying we have great conversation. The last time her and I were on Skype forever, weren't we? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's, uh, did you have a favorite author that inspired you as a kid? Do you have one now as an adult? So um, one that definitely inspired me as a kid, my favorite book, even probably now, um, but definitely growing up was The Hero and the Crown by Robin McKinley. Okay. Um, that was the only book I had read by her at the time. 
Um, and I didn't want to read it at first. My mom picked it off the shelf at the library and was like, here, you're reading this one. And I was like, <laughs> well, it has a dragon on it. So fine. I'm here for um, it. Dragon. And I love that book to death. It's so good. Um, and, and there were things that she did in that book that I just kind of mesmerized me in a way. I, was like, gotcha. I didn't know that you could do this. Um, the other author that I really liked and read a lot of when I was a kid was she who shall not be named. Oh, yep. Um, um the, 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 yep. 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 Um, yep. 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 Uh, and you know, that <sighs> things, things change. Yeah. Things, things change as you get older. There were, there's a scene, um, in, in the Halloween, uh, at the bookstore scene mm-hmm. in Eliza, they, they do, they have like an Azkaban reference. Yes. It's like, like man, it was 2015 when I wrote that book. Like I'm not, I'm not mentioning any of that stuff now. No, um, because I, I, I'm not a fan. I'm tying fan. yourself to she who would not be named is like the fans have claimed the books, but her name can never be detached from it. it no, it can't. And it's and it's it's like I'm it's not giving hard. her any. No. Yeah, it's like I'm not giving her anything anymore. No, like she doesn't. She deserve is it. dirt to me. She is nothing. So right. Um. I, I did learn a lot from those books when I was growing up. Yeah. So, not going to deny it, but no, not, not her anymore. Uh, present day authors that I uh, look up to. Um, I, I try not to idolize anybody too much. Um, understandable. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, like it's, and it's, it's not even that like, I don't want anybody to disappoint me. It's more of a, like, I don't, I don't, I don't always like tie myself too closely to anybody. Um, I do really love uh, Fonda Lee's books. She wrote uh, Jade City, the Jade, the Green Bone Saga. Oh, um, I don't know that. Amazing. I mean, it's pretty. It's I think it's kind of getting bigger on TikTok. Um, but it's it's about um, uh, oh my god, uh, Godfather meets like wuxia like kung fu Neat. like all the, the flying and the, it's so cool it's so cool um i also love um laney taylor's books like daughter of smoke and bone i love mm-hmm. that trilogy um yeah uh those are the two i can think of off the top so, of my head right oh um emily st john mandel i because of uh station 11. station 11 oh, oh i love yes. that book so much i read much. station 11 and i was like i think she is like definitely on my top list of like mm-hmm. favorite oh, that book station 11 is one of my favorite books of all time i love oh, it's that so, book so good. much um, she she spoke at an uh did an author's visit to a library i worked at in ohio oh that's so cool and it was shortly after station 11 came out so i actually read station 11 like long before it was like mm-hmm. the hbo show which i actually haven't yeah. seen yet but um, i haven't seen it either. i'm like i don't want to ruin don't want to ruin it because on the no. book that book has such like a brilliant right. like it's so ugh. good yeah. yeah, full circle. Full circle. Um, yeah, so I, I really that that one I agree. With. Do you read mostly fantasy? Is that what you? I I do. I love fantasy. Um, I I I read mostly fantasy. I would love to write mostly fantasy. Um, if anybody would let me. That's a joke. <laughs> Publishers don't fire me. Um, 
Uh, we don't get an I, element of that with Catch in the Emmer. Yes, I do. There is, there is like science fantasy in Eliza and her monsters with Monster C, and then you get a bit of fantasy. You're just in slowly Catch working your way there. You're just, gonna, you're just gonna get I'm them to like it. one day make it them think it's their idea, right? But, but she's doing it in a in a more clever way than the direct pivot the Rainbow Rowl took to right. Simon Snow series, oh, which Jesus I still don't Crimini. get. That's gonna be about Simon Snow. What just happened there? <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, I, I have something I want to talk to you about later about that. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's nothing bad. It's nothing bad, listeners. Um, I loved. I will say. I will say that I loved Fangirl, and Fangirl was one of the. Um, oh, my headphones just fell off the monitor. Fangirl was one of my inspirations for Eliza. Oh, that's so cool right. because I actually told Molly we read Fangirl for mm-hmm. uh, the pod as well, and I told Molly I pitched her this Eliza as oh, it's sort of like Fangirl. Like you yeah. get you'll get like the same thing. There's a whole like fandom behind you know. It's but like, I like this more than Fangirl. I yeah I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like it's like fangirl, but the the fandom that she's making is not based on anything. I I like Rainbow Rowell's right. work. It's just mm-hmm. this is more my speed. Well, I don't like Harry. Everybody Potter, has so, different opinions. Yeah, so that's why. Um, so next question. Yeah. Did yes. you oh. think have do you think as growing well? Do you think you've grown as a writer since started since your first book? Yes. For sure. Um, uh, made you up. I love it. I love mm-hmm. the characters. Um, I lived with them for years and years. Um, I cannot read it again. I have not tried to go back and read it for um, probably since it came out. Um, because it's part of it is once I finish a book and it's, and it's fully published, Mm-hmm. I'm You're kind done of done with, with it. it. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like, it's in the past. It's done. It's out of my head. I can focus on other things now. Mm-hmm. Um, in that way, it's very nice. Um, it's like, it's like, Till your fans hyper focus the... on it and start sending you fan art all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to complain. Um, <laughs> no, uh, we love you. Keep some random, some random chick makes an Instagram video and tags you in it. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I love it. I love it when other people talk about it, but it is kind of a thing. It's like, it's like when people are asking me if I'll write a sequel to it, it's like, unless I had a sequel planned, probably yeah. not because it's just not, it's, it's out now. It's, it's out of right. my head. It's gone. Um, the story's done. The right. story is done. It's, it's, I told it. Um, so with, with made you up, um, it was also, I can just go back and see all the things that I did in that book that I wouldn't do now mm-hmm. or that just ways I write differently. I think I write more concisely now. Um, everything's a lot more, uh, focused. It's more angled toward a specific message, a specific mm-hmm. theme. That was something they really had to bring out in that one. Was uh, working on like, let's let's focus, let's dial this in a little bit. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you learn how to find a clearer voice for each book as they go along. Yes, yes I uh, notice that with authors as like they go from book one to like book seven and like major series, yeah. you'll see that they start finding the voice. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's a little bit more clear. Yeah. And I will say, like, the one thing I do miss about Made You Up is, for me, when I was that, I say unfocused, it wasn't necessarily Mm -hmm. in a bad way. It was just kind of like a, it was a more wild creation. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, there'd be times when I was working on it and it would just, 
it was just so at the surface all the time and like ideas were just bubbling out and I just felt so creative all the time. That could have just been because I was younger and I had way more energy yeah. than I do now. Um, worldly adult troubles going on. <laughs> Less things to worry about. How old were you when Made, Made You Up got published? Um, when it actually got published and was on shelves, I had just graduated college. Yeah, you so were you were baby. young. You were a baby. Yeah. So <laughs> um, I... Baby. She had a grown adult, but compared to us. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was 2015. Um, I had gotten... We got the book deal for it in December of 2012. Uh-huh. Damn, girl. I had gotten my agent in the summer of 2012, and I had started querying agents when I was 15. That's wow. for, awesome. for Made You Up. For Made You what? Up and Monstrous Sea. Love. Um, that is tenacity. And Made You Up was the one that eventually. Wow. It was, That's amazing. It was a time. Yeah. And, so. and you are, you're from, are you from Indianapolis? Yes. Is that- Okay, so because um, I know both of your both of these books are set there as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, did you? Where did you go to college? I'm sorry, I might be asking too many personal questions. We didn't. No, we didn't fine. Send you. And you can repeat <laughs> if you look me up on the internet. I think it's in my bio. Um, I went to the be. University of Indianapolis for oh, yeah. uh, computer science. Oh, oh my choice. degree is in computer, <laughs> computer science and mathematics. What the hell, Chessie? <laughs> and I'm getting, I'm about this May, I will have my, uh, my MBA. In what? Of business administration. Damn, it's a, it's what? a master's of business is it, is it just yeah. a, is a backup plan to make parents feel better? <laughs> it was, a, so I was also working at the school as oh, my day okay. job. And oh. so they would give, they had full tuition reimbursement. And so I first tried an English master's mm-hmm. and I was like, this is boring. This. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even necessarily boring. It was a lot of work, like yeah. writing a lot of papers. And I was yeah. like, I'm not into papers. Says um, the writer. Yeah. Um, no, it's different. It is different. It's so different. so different. And the Shakespeare class especially killed yeah. me. I was like, word. I don't know. I don't know if Shakespeare, Shakespeare. was too smart for me or if Shakespearean scholars made Shakespeare too That's, smart for me. It's the second one because Listen, I love Shakespeare I, and I could not, I barely passed my Shakespeare class. So I, I say I was an English major, but I was actually a language arts education major and uh, I went to Bowling Green State University in Little Bowling Green, Ohio. And there is a big difference between English majors uh-huh. and language arts education majors and the pretentiousness that they would throw our way. And I'd be like, what are you going to do for your career with your English degree? Well, I'll probably teach. I'm like, I'm literally getting a degree in that. So shut the fuck up. Right. So I can't, I will have that job. And what will you do? What will you be doing? You're getting your alternative certification. So you can have the job that I'm already going to have. So I can't talk. My degree is literally in creative writing. Nobody wants me. <laughs> I, I had considered that uh, when I was in high school. I was like, ooh, should I go to school for creative writing? And then I remembered that I hate doing writing prompts. Yeah. And that a lot of creative, oh, really? creative writing classes, I hate them. Like, I don't like writing prompts and uh, a lot of creative writing classes, at least the beginner So ones you need it like, to be organic. A story needs to come to you organically. Yeah. You can't just have somebody be like, give me a story of this. So you can never ghostwrite then. It's... If it was my characters, if somebody was like, and specifically, I think specifically it has to be the characters from Monster Sea. If anybody was ever like, hey, I want you to write a story about Amity and Damien meeting up in a coffee shop 
but they're mortal enemies and like something happens. I don't know. I'd be like, yeah, cool. I'm down. And then all the other characters can be there. And like, if it was, if it was made you up, maybe Uh if it was Eliza, maybe if it was now entering Adamsville, which is my third book, maybe Mm -hmm. monstrous C. Yes. I will make monstrous C content all day long. Like, but, um, but it's been a part of you since you were eight. Right. Yeah. So, so I know the characters pretty well. Right. right, But I was eight. I thought I was going to train dolphins. So we have (laughs) two different lives. (laughs) Um, So what do you think the best writing advice you've gotten so far as a writer? I think it is the, the technical writing, best writing advice that anybody gave me was write what you love. Mm -hmm. But the way I have interpreted that over the years is write what you care about. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily have to be something that you love, although that is a very good place to start. So like mm-hmm. when I start writing something, I think I call it the Bob Ross method, which is what can I put into this book? That's going nice. to make me happy. Nice. Yeah. Happy, um, trees. happy little like, accidents, happy little accidents, happy little trees. Um, like, do I want a tree? Do I want a sea monster here? Yes. I'm going to put that in. Nice. Um, do I want some weird anime weapons over here? Yes. I'm going to put that in. Um, So there's that, but then there's also, I write better when I'm writing about a a theme or a character or a situation Mm -hmm. that I care about in some way. Either it makes me angry or it makes me happy or it makes me sad. Like something that evokes emotion in me Mm -hmm. and makes me want to do something, makes me want, just, just gives me a a feeling of something. Like you give a damn. You literally give give a a damn. damn. It -hmm. makes me give a damn about what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like that is truly, I mean, because like I said, I think I said this earlier, if you care about the story, Mm -hmm. you will make a reader care about the story. Yes. Mm -hmm. Someone will pick up on it. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe they won't feel about that scene the same way that you feel about it, Mm -hmm. but they should feel something. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I mean, emotion is the heart of stories. So, Right. right. If you're not feeling emotion while you're writing, what what do you do? What's the point? I, and it can even be it can even be frustration. I've written some of my best stuff when I'm just super frustrated at the fact that I have to write it. Oh, um, I write best when my house is in chaos. Yeah, I yeah. Will stand in the kitchen. My kids will have the TV on. Matthew will be making dinner, and the dogs are barking, and everybody's losing their shit. And I am sitting there, and it's just static. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I write the best then because. The noise like cancels out all this other chaotic yes. that's going so, in my brain. I wonder too if if that's why I I had more creativity and more oomph to what I was thinking about when I was in like middle school and high school is because mm-hmm. I was so you're trying to t- you were trying to tune out the negativity that was in that t- space every, everything else and like my own anxiety and my own like angst over mm-hmm. things gave me so much fuel yeah and it and helps you like, dissociate too. It does. And it's like, that's horrible because it's like, I don't ever want to feel that way again. And I'm, I'm much more, um, much better adjusted now. Mm-hmm. I'm much calmer now. And it's like, oh man, I can just be a normal person and just relax. Like, this is nice. But then yeah. I don't, right. I don't write as much. It's a little bit harder. I have to force myself to sit down and write now. So when it comes to your young fans, what kind of advice do you give them if they tell you they want to be published like you, or they want to write like you, or they want to draw like you? What's usually the first, like your go-to? Is it something along those lines or is it something else? 
it's it's usually first of all it's usually practice right which is not what nobody wants to hear absolutely not they every most people <laughs> most people they wanna hear want to hear perfect uh, instantly <laughs> yes they either want to hear that they're perfect instantly and they're mm-hmm. already doing it or they want to hear that there is some secret trick yeah yeah and it's like like, like you have it in tide or like no it is time you don't it's, just instantly just... get a like i've been applying for agents since i was 25 it yeah. doesn't happen overnight right no i mean for some people it does but they're yeah, anomalies the they are people. like severe fuck those people <laughs> <laughs> i know some of those people fuck those people um no they're they're fine people um they, I'm not they saying that you have to i'm not in their world <laughs> everybody everybody is different we all have our own publishing paths that's my truth for the day um (laughs) so but it it, things things do take time right so it it is it can be very frustrating at times um something that can help if you do want to write like me or like another author that you really love is and if you're just starting out it's like literally go get one of their books Uh and one thing you can do is open to a page and just start typing out a passage that they've written. Mm-hmm. And I've, I found that I've, I've never done it, but I've thought about doing it. And that just helps me get like, think even thinking about doing it helps me get the flow of yeah. their voice. Like, like uh Lainey Taylor's books. She has a very specific style and like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Floatiness to her, yeah. to her prose. And it's like, I don't have that, but I can get it for a little bit if I kind of try to emulate her, try to like copy her words. Right. Um, over time, then you have to evolve from there. It's like, right. you can try something else first, get the feeling of it, see how it feels, see what it sounds like to you. Mm-hmm. And then as you do it more, you will sink into your own style. So it's like, you can try to write like me at first. You can try to draw like me. That's fine. But the more you do it, the more you will come into your own voice. You're going to see that you're not me. Yeah, exactly. And that's great. You should be you. Mm -hmm. I I mean, Um, I'm not a writer, but I, when I read John Green um, and I just mm -hmm. finished rereading the fault in our stars because spoiler alert, pod people, we have that one coming up with nurse Um, Katie, with nurse Katie. Um, And I find (laughs) that whenever I read him, I start talking like Mm -hmm. him. Yeah. Um, because he has such a clear voice as an author yes. where like, I, I mean, he's slightly pretentious <laughs> and I love that about him. A little bit, um, but and, he's... and, and I find myself texting that way as well. And yeah. I mean, because you're immersed in that world. So I think that's actually really good advice um, that, you know, to start with someone you really, an author you really love and then try to yeah. like get in there. I love that. That's a really good, that's really yeah. good advice. Cause if you, if you don't know where to start, you're like, yeah. I don't know how to start writing. I don't know right. what to do. It's like, just rewrite what someone else has written and right. see how it feels. It's like, obviously you can't ever do anything right. with that, but it's just for the, the motions of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And see, I, I feel like I'm the opposite of you in that you don't like prompts and that's how I like to write. Tell me mm-hmm. what you want me to write. And that's yeah. why I have a master's degree in being a librarian. Like <laughs> I'm a library science made master's degree because somebody told me, here's the topic you have to write about. And I went, Oh, okay. I could do that. I could yeah. research that and I could write about that. But like writing well, creatively, 
I, I, I mean, I have, I think maybe Molly has read some of my things before I've written things that it just never comes to the final and I've never finished them. They're all mm-hmm. just works in progress. Um, yeah. And I had one that I was really proud of and I, I, I could tell you where, how it's going to end. And I haven't even worked on it, I guess, since my oldest is about to turn nine. And I think he was probably one. You were still here. I, no, it was in Ohio. I was in Ohio. The one you um, emailed me? I was in Ohio when I was yeah. writing Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I've never even picked it back up, but I know how it would mm-hmm. end. I just don't have the patience to sit down and write it. Like, this is, that's sorry. not, that's not where my brain works. I want to no. read, I want to immerse myself in what other people have written. And I, and there was a time no. that I wanted to be a writer. Like I actually went to school for journalism initially mm-hmm. because I wanted to be a writer, um, of some caliber, but, uh, it's, I'm a reader and I'm okay no. with that. Like that, that's my contribution to literature yeah, is that I, i'm putting I, I, books on a shelf for kids are, to discover you are an excellent voice for the yes. reader and mm-hmm. as someone that knows you so well april mm-hmm. i feel like i know you pretty well i think i, I would say, say that so. i would say um, that's accurate. you are an excellent voice for the reader especially the young reader mm-hmm. it, 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 you don't just read what we're doing here on pod you preview books for your library. When you were in the tiny human library, you were reading those kind of books all the a time. Lots of picture books. I read I a mean, lot Ms. of Miss April books. is a thing for a reason, man. Yeah. yeah. But um, the, actually, this whole conversation actually leads into one of my questions. Yeah. So how many, what is, how many stories, ideas, Chessie, are in your dead pile right now? Because I know me personally, I have probably 20 in my dead pile. And I think this is like a thing for us. We just don't talk about. <laughs> yeah. So I was, so full disclosure, when I was looking at these questions and like figuring out like, mm-hmm. oh, these are really good. Like, I, whatever. Oh, I, lo- I love thinking about this stuff. I read that one and I was like, I am a necromancer. Oh. I, there is a dead pile, but at any given time, I might go over to it and be like, I'm going to use you now. Or I'm only going to use a piece of you. Like, and then I saw really an arm. guy in here. Yeah, I have a really great... He has really good arms. Yeah. I'm going to saw those off and put them on this story. Um, That's smart. So, so sometimes smart. there have been books... There have been books that I thought were dead that we were then like, wait, hold on. I can use that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I either combined it with something else or... Um, just that's, resuscitated it in a different way. Um, so that's clever. I mean, that's how Cats and Yammer came around again, right? I yeah, mean, I mean, I thought that one was dead for a while. I thought it was just going to be too weird to do anything with. And I then, mean, it is um, weird in your defense. It is weird. <laughs> it is like a good weird love. <laughs> that's, that's okay. It's like it's supposed to be weird, right? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, my my uh, agent at one point was like, "Well, hey, let's let's try to sell that one again." Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay." Um, so (laughs) there might be a time when it comes around and it's like, Mm -hmm. it's time for that one. Um, there aren't, I I would say, okay, if I had to say two that are like, have been dead for a while, Mm -hmm. like there's no, they're they're, they're dry. (laughs) They're getting a little, they're getting a little soupy. Gotcha. There's probably definitely one, maybe two Mm -hmm. that are like. Mm, I don't know about those. Mm. Um, 
And if I did anything with them, it would be in like such a changed format that mm. it probably wouldn't even look like the old story. Mm. And it's its own thing and it could stand on its own legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, uh, I kind of just had a memory of you and used that. I didn't oh. actually take anything. Once they make it to my dead pile, they're dead to me. I don't. <laughs> If, if those imaginary friends stop talking to me, we're done. Like Molly has a whole book that I have read, but she decided, to... she decided has a, a it, timeline I, I didn't decide. It does have a massive timeline issue. And instead of massive. fixing it, instead no, of fixing it, me. a finished book, she's just like, eh, I'll start something else. And I'm like, you're but absolutely done. <laughs> I have a trilogy plan. I had a trilogy plan for it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Book one of three. And I, I, it's dead to me because I fucked it up hardcore. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know that feeling because when it's like, it's like, this is a whole series. If I already screwed it up, like, oh, there's so much work. I am like, just so mm-hmm. mad at this book. So what it is, is, so I wrote this whole, it's post-apocalyptic. It's this mm-hmm. whole thing. But I wrote The Age of the Sun to a point that it doesn't make sense for my characters. So he's too old to be their kid, but I've made it very clear he's their birth kid. Like, I can't change it. It feels like that would be something (laughs) very easy to fix. No, because his age and what's going on and the timeline and how I jump through, it is so integrated in the story, I would literally have to chunk my story apart. And it just... It's never going to happen. It's never going to... No, it's fucking dead to me. (laughs) (laughs) A problem so big that it just... It just assassinated the story. It it just... It fried my brain. I was so mad. I cried. I literally was in bed. Like, I I finished the book and I printed it out so I could read it myself and start editing. And I got halfway through and I looked at the pages and my husband had already read all of it. And I look Matthew dead in the eyes and I go, you didn't say anything. And he goes, what? And I go, the timeline's wrong. And he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. And I go into this whole tirade. And by the end of my tirade, I'm crying. Oh, no. <laughs> he goes, he goes, I didn't notice. He goes, I don't think people are going to notice. And I'm like, I know. That's the problem. <laughs> and I just stopped. Yeah. <laughs> and after that, we were done. And... That was when Piper was three. She will be 13 this year. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. It's been a while. Oof. Yeah. That's, um, that's Those are the kind of problems that uh, my editor will point out to me, like, when we're doing line edits or whatever. Uh-huh. And I'm like, the first time I look at it, I'm like, I, I don't. I, I'll just give the money back. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> and... And then I let it sit for a day or two and I'm like, no, you have to do this. And then I do it. And it's like, okay, that was a bit of a, an exercise, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's done. It's done. So I have one final writing question before we wrap up. So we all know by now you do your own artwork. There is an an ounce that isn't chessy in each of these pages. Um, What comes first, the art or the writing? Ooh, usually the writing. Okay. I didn't um, I was really going to guess the artwork. I was too. Usually it's the writing because um when I can't draw something, okay. 
Like if I, I might only have a vague idea of what someone looks like in my head or what mm -hmm. a thing looks like or a place. Mm -hmm. And I don't like drawing settings or items. I prefer to just draw like faces and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, usually I have to get a feeling for like, if it's a character, I need a feeling for their personality first. I need gotcha. a feeling for their, like, how do they enter a room? How do they do whatever. If I try to just draw them first, uh -huh. they end up looking pretty generic. They yeah. end up looking like, you know, all the other tall, long-nosed white men with slicked back hair that I draw. Right. Um, but uh, I, I would say it's probably the writing just because... You it, need the five senses to fill out the world. I get it. Yes. I think that's what it is. I think it is like a, I need multiple senses. Mm -hmm. If I could immediately animate something mm -hmm. um just just pull it just pull it out of my head and put it on a screen and have it animated in front of me that'd be perfect but, but because the drawing way. yeah because <laughs> i have to draw it and because it might look wrong and because it doesn't move mm -hmm. um and it doesn't have color immediately and everything it's not right right and so then i'm just like uh and it might cause some cognitive dissonance. So usually I have to write them for a little bit. And then I have to go draw them to solidify them in my mind. And then I go back to writing. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I like that. I like that. It was not what I expected. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I, well, I mean, I guess the exception would be, of course, with Eliza, since you've been writing Monster C for so long. Yeah. I, mean, I think with Monster C, I think the drawings did come first with Monster C because I was so much younger yeah, when right. I did that. And when I was little, um, I drew, I was drawing like making books and like stapling pieces of paper together. That was like, I have like a dinosaur book. It's all just crown drawings of dinosaurs um, that stapled together. And I was like, okay, so I was making books, but they were all picture books. So I was drawing before I was writing, but I, I was like, I, I, ha I have to tell you a story that we actually shared on the pod a few episodes ago because uh -huh. you just mentioned drawing dinosaurs. That's like the only thing I can draw. I, I, I'm terrible at drawing. She got to meet a famous child author for drawing out dinosaurs. I did. I, ah. I, I met Beverly Cleary. Um, oh. Yeah. So I won a young authors contest and uh -huh. um, my book like was a fantasy we my friend and I like fell through a hole in the earth on my swing set and like we went back in time and like there were mm -hmm. dinosaurs because I could draw them so. <laughs> yeah but but anyway that that was uh that I did I met Beverly Cleary because of that it was very cool it was but it was 80s. also the 80s <laughs> so. I, have, I have zero photographic evidence that this actually happened but I promise it did I don't, I don't feel like anybody would lie about meeting Beverly Cleary. No. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. take your word for it. <laughs> it was very cool. It was very cool. But I think I, I was like, I was either seven or eight because it was, mm -hmm. it was second grade. So yeah, I was either seven or eight. So I, to me, it was cool. But now I'm like, I met fucking Beverly Cleary. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Now I've been friends with this woman since the early 2000s. And this was the first time I had heard this was when we covered it on pop. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> you never know what's going to come out. Especially with me around. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, did you have anything else you wanted right. to share um, uh, that we didn't um, uh, I mean, just to say again, like, Cats and Yammer comes out on yeah. June, June 28th. I cannot wait to year. see the artwork, babe. It I'm, I'm very excited for everybody to see it. I can't wait to see the finished book. We, we got these awesome you haven't even gotten the finished one yet? 
No, I haven't gotten finished copies yet. Oh, yes. Yeah, so the, the Cats and Humor bookmarks will be part of the pre-order. Oh, release. yeah. Look how beautiful um, these are. Gorgeous. I love these. Uh, there will be some stickers and there will be book plates in pre-order. So if, if you want to sign book, they will have book plates. Um, that's awesome. And I will put that up on all my social media. Yeah. Um, when that's and we'll make available. sure it's in the episode. Oh, well, I guess it'll be no. We can put it in the episode notes. And- well, we can at least link to your social media in our episode notes. Okay, for sure. so it'll be it'll be everywhere. Rapid fire question: Fa- yes. What's your favorite fandom? Favorite fandom. Since I can see in the background, there, there's there's a little clockwork orange. What am I seeing? There's in some the- Pokemon. Pokemon. So, there's some Pokemon right now. If like the the rapid fire answer, pro wrestling. Nice! <laughs> I have so many questions, but that's amazing! My boyfriend just got me into it. It's pro wrestling. I got me back into it, I should say. I loved pro wrestling when I was little, but... That's amazing! Oh, man. Pro wrestling oh, is man. like a soap opera. But yeah, like, it is, it is guys. <laughs> It's amazing. Well, that's we hilarious. appreciate having you on. Yeah. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. This has been freaking awesome (laughs) it's It's amazing amazing. truly um can i tell molly can i tell our listeners what we're doing next week yes please so next week we are talking about the hunger Games series we are going to cover all of the books um because i made molly (laughs) do that (laughs) she made me read all the harry potter books and uh i mean i did force you through historical fictions that you loathe right now so So this this month has (laughs) we're doing three historical fictions thank you very much molly fuck you also um (laughs) so after uh the hunger games we're gonna read uh the seven husbands of evelyn hugo by uh taylor jenkins reed and we'll wrap out the month with the lost apothecary by sarah penner um and at that point i'm going to murder molly in her sleep <laughs> because she's made me read so much fucking historical oh my god i'm gonna see you in person for the first time in years you, you may <laughs> while i'm murdering you <laughs> good to see you read 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 i missed you <laughs> anyway uh thank you all so much for listening Francesca Zappia. Ah, Chessie. No, thank Chessie. You. We thank you. You are thank always you welcome so on the pod. Yeah. Come and hang oh out and read God, a book with us. We don't I care. I would love to read I would love to talk about books. Yes. No. Someone yes. else is Season three, Chessie, we're talking about our favorite book. How about that? <laughs> yes. I love that idea. I love that idea. Yes. Just, we, I'm promising things without talking to my partner first. I apologize. <laughs> I'm here for it. We are, we wrap up, just so you know, we wrap up season two at the end of June. July kicks off season three. So pick a date and pick a book and we'll read it for you. Oh, heck yeah. I'll be, I'll be past, past release date, baby. Yes. I'm fine. She's like, hell, I got free time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, thank you all so much for joining us and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Our special guest today was Francesca Zappia talking about the soon to be released book Cats and Yammer. Learn more about Francesca Zappia and her new book at FrancescaZappia.com. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins. Editing by Thomas Watkins and music is Sweet Sleepy by Prigida. Don't forget to follow book besties on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. If you'd like to contact the book besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com.